Dr. Amalia Ganyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us on the line today from Port Elizabeth for our focus on women in sport is five-time world champion boxer, Noni Shibistinging Tengi. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to speak to the audience, my special the listeners of the radio station. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. We're glad that you can join us, and I know that you've taken time out of your training schedule to accommodate us, so we really appreciate it. Uh, of course, I was training anyway an hour back, then I need to have another two hours of training, but at least I have to fit in and need to speak to it, because at the same time, it's very important for me to speak to the, to the public so they will understand where I'm coming from, who I am exactly. To start with, your amateur career spanned from 2002 to 2007. You had 24 fights, no losses. In your professional career, I believe up till now, out of 22 fights, you've had 20 wins, one loss, and one draw. And as I said in the intro, you're five-time world champion boxer. These are incredible statistics, so congratulations. Wow, thank you very much. That's amazing. It's a hard work, eh? It's not easy. But uh, when I started boxing, it was fun because I was young. I was I was the type of uh, child who likes to get active uh, because I grew up in a family of sport, but not thinking that I would be a world champion today. I was in netball. I was doing all, you know, when, when you are a kid, you do everything. You don't know which one is yours, but I decided to take boxing. After some time, because I was in netball, I was also in athletics while I was in primary school. But I also liked the netball too much because it was a lady sport. But I noticed that some days, no, when the women's sport is like we need to focus on the team, but some of us don't like to, they, some of the ladies doesn't like to train. They don't want to commit themselves. Some of them, they are very lazy. So as you grow up, you understand what kind of people you are dealing with. What prompted you to change paths to go from netball and really make boxing the fundamental part of your life? Uh, as I tell you, I'm, I'm a social worker by nature. I like people very, very much. Huh? <laughs> and my parents were telling me that no, no, you need to take the career to become a social worker. So I noticed that while I was in netball, if we're going for training, it takes two to three people to go for training. But when it comes to the to the tournament by itself on Saturday and Sunday. All of the girls want to play, but you notice that they want to play, but they were not there for training. So that our coach then have to face the problem that, guys, you have to understand, if you didn't train for three days a week, then you expect yourself to be in the tournament. There's no way that, because you will make others suffer, because you need to commit yourself, especially when you are going to the top eight, top six, and the provincial tournaments. So it was so hectic for me because I knew that most of the guys, when I'm training with them, they don't want to commit themselves. So that's when I decided to choose an individual sport. When people look at you today, they see the Noni Tengi living her dreams. But it wasn't easy. So can you share with us a few of the challenges and landmarks in your journey to hold five championship belts? 
being a world champion in Africa, I was thinking that I'm, it's not like I'm demanding attention. I'm seeking for an attention. I'm there. I'm lifting women in sport. I'm doing it on behalf of women against women abuse. I'm doing it against child abuse because as women, we need to stand up and fight for ourselves. So whatever I'm doing in the ring, I'm doing it on behalf of men, of women of Africa, not only of South Africa, not only of Eastern Cape. I'm only doing on behalf of women of Africa because we need to stand up, we need to unite, we need to fight for one another. So it was so difficult for me to choose boxing because it's a, it's a male sport and being a male-dominated sport, I have to train with the guys. Whatever the guys do, I have to do. Even if sometimes, you know, when it comes to women, we've got our own times of natural calls. Then you have to, to go to your coach and try to explain because he doesn't even know what you're talking about because he's a man. Then I told them, guys, please, man, my coach, my trainer, my manager, on the last week of the month, you need to take it easily for me. On the first week of the other month, you need to take it easy for me. And remember, those guys doesn't know anything. They don't know anything about the natural cause and cycles and everything. Then you need to explain to them. So coming from the amateur level, it was easy because you just fight with the guys. And and that time, women were not allowed to box. So I was fighting with the boys because I was very young. Then I was beating all of them up. Then when our former president, Tabome, gave us a chance, I was the first lady out of five. We were five by the time we started boxing. And then nobody recognized us, nobody knew us, but I can tell you now we've got about 200, 250 girls in Africa as a whole, up to 500 in the continent who are in professional boxing now. That was something which really, really surprised me when I was doing research for this show, that equality is, is completely part of our program's DNA. Before today, I was unaware of the challenges that women boxers face and continue to experience. As you've mm-hmm. indicated, that former President Thabo Mbeki was instrumental in being able to allow women to box. Because yeah. if I'm correct, prior to 2001, it was illegal for women to box. Yes, yes, you are very correct, very, very correct. So you were you were an activist, you were part of this group that was responsible for changing the Boxing Act to allow women. Yes, yes, yes. Can you tell and us... it was not easy. No, can you tell us a little bit about the, the process, this period, what, what you did, and how you brought that change? We were on the top five in South Africa. One of the ladies was coming from Western Province. Her name was Dorothy Clute. And the second... Two, they were coming from Gauteng, uh, and three were coming from Eastern Cape. So we were five. We wanted to both, but we were not allowed to fight. Then we had a chance to go to the parliament in Cape Town. And then we tried to speak to the managers around the province. <laughs> and then we tried to, talk, to tell them that, guys, can you give us a chance to fight? Because it's, we understand that it's a male-dominated sport. But I wish if you can see us, you can see what we have. Then we had a meeting as a region in the province by itself. So we speak to the, the government in the parliament, in the big offices, 
then they decided to take us to Parliament. Then they tried to approach uh, the, the former President Chabondegui. Then we had a second date specified that on the same day, I think it was on the 21st of, of, of August 2001, if I'm correct. Then we went to Cape Town, all of us coming from different provinces. Then he wanted to see what we are capable of. Then he asked us, guys, are you sure that can you box? And then he said, yes, President, we can box. We need to stand up for women of Africa. We need to fight violence. We need to fight women abuse. We need to fight those guys who are killing children and raping children and women. So they said, can you show me what you are capable of? And then we decided to speak, all of us, but he was going to show the president. So we did an exhibition. It's, it's like you do not fight as such, but to show we know the technique, we know the tactics of boxing, we know everything. The only thing we need is to, if you give us a chance to fight, then you will see what you are capable of. Of course, you signed the contract. That, guys, I approve your contract, I approve your request. You can go and boast. I'm not going to stand in front of women who want to fight for themselves. And I, I do respect the way you think, guys. Then he gave us applause, and all the people, the members of the parliament, they were so excited. They said, we can't wait to see you fighting in the ring. And for the past 15 years, we were not allowed to box in the ring. And I was in boxing already. So that was, we were so happy, so happy. By the time we had the first tournament in, in 2001, on the Women's Day, it was 9th of August, I think the former, the minister of sport, early then, 2001. He went there and watched us. <laughs> he couldn't believe the way who are doing it. It's like he said, when he had a speech there, he said, yes, women can boast. I think Noni, he specified my name, that Noni can beat some of the other guys. <laughs> so I felt like that was very, very, very nice. It was so, I appreciated it a lot because after that, I never quit. That's such a a wonderful achievement, not just from a personal point of view, but in terms of what you've done to pioneer the paths for the future of other female boxers, not just in South Africa, but across the continent. Yes, I don't want to lie to work hard. So having made this achievement, having asserted yourself that this was the career path that you were able to uh, fight that it was legal, that it was a, a vocation that women could pursue. You then went on to achieve your, your titles. Where where are you now today? If we look at that being the past, what are we looking at for your future? Uh, for my future, if I can, I believe that I can change some of the youngsters of South, of South Africa because... The youngsters of South Africa, some of them, they don't even know what sport is. They don't know because it, it, I think it comes from the background. Because the only thing that they do now is to smoking, heavy drugs, killing people. I would like to recruit more youngsters in sport. And I'm already, I'm already happy for those who are already in sport. And I'm not talking about boxing here. I'm talking about any other sport codes. Any other sport, whether it's cricket or rugby, whether it's tennis or running, as long as the young South South Africa is in sport, that means it decreases the number of people who are getting raped, the number of the violence in South Africa, the people who are dying every day, because 
those people, the elder people, are being killed by the youngsters. If, if, if I can tell you about my place, I'm living in Cotswold in the suburb area, an 86-year-old. He was killed by a 16-year-old boy because he was demanding a grant money from the grandma. Then the grandma told him that I cannot give it to you. I need to buy some food. I need to rent. I need to do any other stuff of the house. He went to the floor in the kitchen. He grabbed the knife and then he killed his grandma. It's not about sitting the whole day watching TV. I understand technology is very good, but a child needs to go out and play with the other kids because that's where he realizes that, okay, he can be involved in sport. He knows he will understand himself that he's becoming much stronger. But you need, as a parent, you need as a parent to take your child in sport as long as your child participates in sport at school. And talking about sports and having them as part of school activities, one of the things that I've been thinking about is, and I wanted to find your thoughts, about introducing boxing into school curriculums, especially for girls. So not only from a point of view of empowering them with physical skills so that they can combat gender violence, Mm -hmm. but also in terms of building discipline and confidence to become better people it's very important i think our former minister of sport tried to do that but he needs someone who can mentor that because um i can't put a blame to anyone any child i understand uh, boxing by itself they think that boxing is dangerous but if you grow up in this sport it is not dangerous. At the same time, it discipline yourself because I know what to eat during the day. I know what not to eat during the day. At the same time, it keeps it keeps discipline. It keeps discipline to me. At the same time, I've got a lot of respect to other people because I know I can fight. I know I can fight with people physical, but I don't need to fight with people physical because I've got a lot of discipline for them. I do respect them, and they also respect me best. So for me to take boxing in school, that will be my dream because children need to understand because this sport, they don't understand exactly what is in sport. They think that it's so brutal, killing people, you will have a brain damage at the end of the day. But to me, we need to take it out to the youngsters to join the sport more special for the ladies. Yeah, the youngsters, they need, no, the youngsters, they can't even defend for themselves. They are getting raped. They don't even know what is the first defense for them is to scream louder because they are scared of screaming. But you know what we were taught in boxing by the time we joined boxing while I was young? My coach tells me, no, and if someone tries to attack you before you fight, to scream as loud as you can. Then you knock the person just in front of you. Then the person will be will be so nervous. So we need to take it from from schools so that they will understand what is boxing, how is about boxing more special for the girls. Because we can't run away that our world is so cruel. You you seem to have a passion for development and one of the things that I, I recognized from reading and learning about you is that in between working your day job, building a professional boxing career, you also earned a diploma in sports management from Walter Sisuli University. And yeah. by doing so, you joined the line of, of athletes around the world who strongly believe that education is a key element for progress and self-development, no matter how many belts or medals you win. Can you share with us your views on education, particularly in the hands of women as 
tools to achieve equality? If, if I can tell you, since I was the eldest in my class, I was the eldest in my class, but I know, I know by heart, there's no role model without education. You can't be a role model to the young people if you are not educated. You need to go to school. You must lead by an example. I always tell the, the elders, if you lead to the youngsters, you must lead by an example. You need, you need school. I understand because it's not easy for us to speak any language, English and Africans, Portuguese, but we need to learn. That's how you learn. So if you're not going to school, how are you going to learn? There's no way that you can learn. And I know that being a role model to the youngsters, I need to get an education. So I started, um, my, my former minister asked me, Noni, what do you want to do anyway after your career? I said, Minister, I don't want to do it after my career. If you've got some time, can you take me to school? Because I never had a chance to finish my school. And I was, I was fortunate because I kissed, I kissed, I passed my matric. I passed my matric in 2001. I started sport management in 2013. So I decided to go to school because my parents never had money to take me to school to further my studies. Now I had a chance of that I will grab it by both hands. Of course, I achieved a diploma, sport management diploma in 2016. And now I'm proud of myself. I can stand in front of children because I like to be truthful to myself before I can be truthful to the youngsters because I would preach what I'm not living, but I need to preach what I'm living. It's very important to go to school, more especially their education is free. The only thing they need, they are eating free at school. The only thing they need is to put their mind on it. Just to pass a metric. Because in these days, you are not going anywhere if you don't have a metric. Even if you've got more than a metric, even if you can further your studies, you need to put your mind on it. Important education is very important because it can take you anywhere. So true. It can take you anywhere. And yeah. you're living proof of it taking you anywhere. Yes. One, one point that I want to mention in our previous conversation, we had a, a fellow colleague of yours, Bukiwe Nonina, and she mentioned that you are her role model. How does that make you feel? I was so surprised. It's like, yes, it's... I've been hearing that, yeah, Noni, you can be a role model, but a person comes to you, but Noni, I want to tell you that oh, you are my role model. Ah, that's a big achievement for me. It's a big achievement, I promise you. It's a, it's a blessing for me. To know that someone is looking up to me, it's a blessing for me, and I don't want to lie. Even if those youngsters I don't know. Maybe they know me. Some of them, they know me. I can't say I'm not a role model to those they know me. I know them, but they love me because I'm very disciplined. I'm very focused. I'm very committed. And I would like to lead by an example to the youngsters because I'm, I'm old. As a world champion, I'm getting old, but I'm still holding the title because I'm very disciplined. I respect those who are around me. Discipline can take you everywhere. So it's a big responsibility to uphold. It's a big responsibility to be on top. It's a very, very big responsibility. You've got, you've got a lot of pressure. People love you. 
when you go in there and fight, they expect you to win. They don't know what you are dealing with. They don't know where are you coming from. They don't know what did you eat or not. They don't even think that you might go in that ring and you might be able not to come out. They only think that they see, they see the person, the loving person. They see the person who can make it, the person who is committed, the person who is focused. They don't know what's behind that person, where he or she is coming from, where where he can go, because to stay on top is not the easiest thing. That is the hardest thing I ever experienced. And how do you stay on top? What have you learned from your own endurance of, of being at the top of a game? I don't have Sundays. We've got a different way of preaching our God. We've got a different way of going to church. My church is my training on Sunday. If I'm coming to the gym, I need to pray because I know that I'm supposed to be in church. But I can't go to church then they will say to me, no, you need to go to church because your family grew up in church. I said, I've got a fight. Then I need to prepare for the fight. No, no, you can't miss the church. I said, no, I will go to the church. But as time as they go on, they did understand good doshing. That is the way I'm preaching in my own way because I believe that I'm recruiting the youngsters because we were only five. As I told you, we were only five. But now we are more than 500, the young ones, 15 of 16, some of them, they want to train with me 10 years and 9 years. And then I just told them, guys, please, boys and girls, you can't train with me. You you are still young and we have to run to the team. Wait until until you get 15 to 15 years of age, then you can go with me. Because I can't run with them a long distance because they need to grow up. They need still to grow up because to run with them at 10 and 15, then I have to check, I have to look after them on the road while I'm running, whereas I'm preparing for the fight. So I've got that pressure in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood. The young ones want to go with me. They, even the one that I'm living with in, in, the, in the village, they've been asking me, Sis Noni, Sis Noni, we want to train with you. When are we going to train with you? Then I have to explain that every day i'm going to train with you guys only when you are 12 years old i can't take you because you are still young you are seven you are eight then i have to run about seven to 15 kilometers with them which is i cannot do that because there's a lot of cars in the suburb oh nani i'm seeing pictures of of rocky coming into my head where he was almost <laughs> like the pied piper running and all the children were coming Imagine that. yes eye of the tiger <laughs> So after you've you've mentioned that in in three years' time that's sort of your end point on, on a professional career. Are yeah. you looking at, at starting Nonny's gym after that? I would be very happy if I can do that because my my problem here is is parents are some of the parents are trying but you will never say you would like your child to be a killer. Not a, not a single parent, not not even one parent would like he or her child to be a killer, a serial killer. I can bet for that. Any any parent, any parent raised a president, any parent raised a lawyer, any parent, any parent raised an, an advocate. 
not a single parent wishes the child to go and kill people and rob people and smoke guns and smoke drugs. Not a single parent wishes that. Any parent wishes to have a better child. So if he or she passed away, the person knows good my child at least I know my child has got a his she or she has got a, he's got a good place. He's doing a good thing for other people. He's helping people. I would like to help people. I would like to help people because some of the parents tried, but you know, at, at the end of the day, a child has to choose the destiny by himself or herself. So you can't choose for a child, but a good foundation will always have a good result. That's my motto. If you raise your child, with a good foundation, you know your child good now, he's doing wrong thing, then you must discipline a child and you must tell a child, you must warn a child. A good foundation will always, always have good results. But I promise you, we can make a change if we can fight this together. If we can stand together, as I said, in two to three years' time, I'll be opening my gym. I will recruit more children. I will recruit more ladies because the young ladies are falling pregnant at an early age. Those things they don't know, they need to be taught. So your social working mind is coming through very, very strongly. (laughs) And looking down the line to that future when Nonnie's gym becomes a reality, you will be taking and making good foundations and turning them into good results. I would like to open an academic academy, academy not only for boxing. I would like to be involved to open the academy of sport. So you're building rounded children that have got the mental skills and the physical ability. I would love to, to open an academy of sport when I'm finishing my sport career. Not only boxing, running athletes, singing, at every child of South Africa must be involved so that they will understand because we've got different talents, we've got different interests, we are different by nature, so we need, I need to accommodate others. Even if I can be a motivational speaker, I believe out of 10, five children are listening. I promise you, out of 10, if I'm passing my message, I'm telling them where I'm coming from, what I went through, what was so wrong in my career, what what was so wrong, what did I face in this sport? If it was not easy, out of ten, I believe that five is listening. That's my that's my my mental thinking. And changing one life at a time. You were listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, the African Perspective on frequency nine six two five kilohertz on the thirty one meter band also available on DSTV Channel 802. Today, we are talking to five-time world champion boxer Noni Shibistinging Tengi. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Noni, one of the questions that I ask all my guests on this program who've made tremendous Mm. achievements in their respective fields of expertise is about the factors that have contributed to their success. Some people speak about the challenges that they faced as being part of their motivators and and drivers. Others talk about particular people or role models in their lives. 
Can you tell us what have been some of the key factors in in your path to success? The challenge, the challenging sectors. Uh, boxing, it's, it's, it's a male-dominated it's a male-dominated sport. Um, some of the men were not happy about us. I don't know why. Uh, I wish I can ask them why. It was this is not their sport, but they think that uh, boxing is for them. Boxing is like any other sport. If anyone wants to join boxing, why do you have to get jealous of that? I've been asking myself, why do you have to get jealous? Because you are decreasing the number of the people who stay in the tavern the whole day. You are decreasing the number who stands on the road ne, and looking for someone to buy the, my private part, my body, and I'm decreasing. And you are decreasing. And this part is decreasing the number of the chi- of a, of a child of a child on the road who's begging for help and you are decreasing the number of a child who can't even think for himself or herself because you are making this mental of a child of you are making this child strong to think stronger to think in a positive way so to change your ability, your mentality, why you can't recruit more people in sport because the sport is not yours. So my first challenge was the men were not happy. Some of the men were not happy because I was doing it like them anyway and I was so focused. And we were all so focused by the time we started this. And then there was this thing which there's no women who can boss. The only thing that they are here they want to take these guys out of the gym because the only thing that he is they want to date these boys. Not any single man can box. That was their little of thinking. They were thinking like we are there in the gym because we're there for the boys. We want to take the boys out of the gym. So they noticed that after three to six months time, normally those ladies are very interested. They are very committed. So was perseverance the big factor that that got all of you ladies through? Perseverance is the big factor because it was not easy. Men were thinking that it's, it's their own own sport. Even if, even if the former president gave us a chance to fight. Even some of the promoters, even now in professional ranks, they don't host women in tournaments. Because there was a law in boxing South Africa that each and every, every tournament, every tournament, every tournament of Africa, you need to put two ladies. Can you tell us about some of the pivotal moments in your life growing up? What what made you become who you are today? Um, to become a border champion, it's, uh, to stand up in front of the crowd in the stadium, at 12 years old, that was very important. I know that there's something more than that. I need to put more effort. To become a world champion in 2009, I know that I've got this, but I need to work harder. To win the second title in the world, <laughs> I know that I've got this, but I still need, I still need to pray to God and I still need to say thank you to God because other people tried, but they never became on top. To become on top is the important thing for me. Even if I can fall today, I don't have a problem to fall today. 
but I strived and I stood up for my people and I'm still on top of the world today. I'm not there because I wanted to be. I'm there because I asked it to be and people are giving giving me a lot of blessings. People are praying for me even for this coming fight and I know that I'm going to win it. Nani, please tell us about the upcoming fight. I've got a woman fight at the end of at the end of February. It was the second of March, it's eighth round fight. I always keep myself neutral. I always work hard. When it comes to the tournament, when it comes to the day of the tournament, nobody knows good to what I'm to cut people off until God show people good what I'm capable of. If I go in the ring, I might not come out. And this is about defending your title. This is about defending my title. A warm-up fight is on the go to defend my title. A warm-up fight is to take the ring rust off because I was not active for the past year. So I need to warm up. I need to open my chest. I need to do it before the big event. So to defend my title for the third time, that would be the greatest thing ever in my title because this I've got four on my head, then I still need to defend the seat one successfully. We wish you every, every success there to take on your focus and lead as you have been doing in your career. Thank you very much. We are unfortunately coming to the end of our time on the show today. So can I ask you, as we close the conversation to share a few words of wisdom or inspiration with young ladies that are listening to us. Wow, that's that's so nice. That's me. I appreciate that a lot. I would love to because I know that when I'm speaking to you now, one of the young ladies outside is crying. Beyond is being abused by her boyfriend and she doesn't want to tell anybody about it. No, that's bad. There is not a single person who's got the right to hit you. You need to stand up for yourself. Nobody owns your body. You are here for a reason. You've got a purpose to be on this earth. Don't smoke drugs. The drugs are killing your inner soul. And remember, this is this body is the temple of yours. Respect this temple. This soul is here for a purpose. Respect that. There is someone who is looking up to you. Don't forget that. Your kids are looking up to you. Even if you don't have kids, the neighbors, the youngsters around your community are looking up to you. Someone is loving you the way you are. So if you drink, you are killing that person. If you are smoking drugs in front of the kids, you rather stop now because you are killing your child. You are a role model of your child. You are a role model to your child. Please stand up for yourself. Go to the gym. I promise you it will work out. You own your body. You are a boss of your body. So you must be proud of yourself. Even if someone has a bad thing to say about you, just focus on your Don't look back. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you taking your time out to join us today to share your experiences, your wisdoms, uh, not only in the boxing arena, but also in life itself. Thank you very much. And I also would like to thank to the listeners of the Africa Channel. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to share my moment with you guys. Thank you very much. 
You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to five-time world champion boxer Noni Shibi Stinging Tengi.